Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Game Tea. This is our first ever episode. We're going to be talking today about For Honor and the new patch notes that came out yesterday, I believe. Or, sorry, two days ago, I believe. Um, and this is going to be concerning Raider, Lawbringer, the new hero, the new map, and a few other tweaks that are coming very, very soon. But, uh, yes, this is our first, first podcast. And uh, what we're aiming for with this podcast is not to kind of have it as sort of a show with kind of animated hosts but more so kind of along the lines of a proper conversation a proper dialogue about these games and i hope you guys enjoy and we're going to be talking about a variety of different games um, and different topics as we go on so sit back relax and enjoy right so we're going to be opening up today with uh, talking about lawbringer and uh, lawbringer had a good few tweaks there there's going to be some debate about if he's being nerfed or buffed or, or both in uh, in certain circumstances but anyway we're going to be going into some, a bit a few a bit, bits of detail to kind of back up our, our thoughts and opinions um right so the first thing I, I want to uh i want to address is his shove on block that was removed that was the biggest one shove on block was removed because that was supposed to be his main uh main form of kind of keeping people at bay uh like he didn't really have that many move sets to start with but his shove on block to explain alex i know i know a bit more about uh about for honor and the kind of the detail into like how like faster attacks are and kind of uh, the intricacies of some of these characters alex has been playing the game a, a good amount of time as well so he's quite familiar with a lot of characters but wouldn't have the amount of depth of detail uh, as i would so we're gonna have a bit of discussion over that so uh, oh, by the way if we haven't addressed it so far i'm adam uh, i'm alex right okay so show on block alex if you don't know what that is yet is uh basically what that was was that uh, every time that lawbringer blocked an attack he'd go into a shove yeah. and then go into a light or or uh, or whatever other attack he yeah i know what that is yeah yeah so uh, i don't know if you ever remember playing against the lawbringer but he used that quite a lot like, yeah that was now they removed that and people are not happy with that because they're like that was his main form of opening up opponents and stuff like that now the argument for that is that it slowed down play and they didn't want that because they just had Lawbringers turtling up waiting for people to attack blocking and then shoving and then doing their moveset backing up blocking shoving and doing the same again so what's your what's your thoughts on that yeah I mean it's an interesting one it was definitely used a huge amount and I get their reasoning but I think again it's like how do you balance out between giving a character an opener that allows them to start their moveset without just immediately blocking again and then just only ever using their opener. Mm -hmm. You simultaneously need something that allows them to get through someone who is turtling, mm -hmm. but how do you make that a th not a thing that they just turtle up until they get there to do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, so like the, the way they com combated that was um, they have the, the shove, but that immediately, if you land the shove, it goes immediately into a top light. You get a free top light out of it. Um, so there's that but there's not the shove on block anymore so like it's still dodgeable now like you know oh I, mean? I see um, so it kind of it presses for a more aggressive play now the way they also combated that was that uh, beforehand he didn't have that many movesets so um, the shove on block thing was kind of the main thing he used to kind of open up an opponent so um, I'm pretty sure now he has the superior lights so basically his, his side lights um, now can continue to sh the chain even if you block so he can like if you you can block his side lights and he'll still be able to continue his chain. Okay. Um. Yeah. So and then also I'm pretty sure his heavies now his his uh oh his his chain ending heavies are now all unblockable. Okay. So um that's gonna like that's gonna open up for a lot of uh, mix ups in terms of being able to faint your obviously your unblockable heavies into lights and stuff like that. Um. Also his um. 
his pin do you know when he runs at you and he has a little pin um, that's also interruptible now that wasn't before interrupted. So you can just attack him while he's running at you. Yeah, yeah. Well, like uh, it's gonna be hard to do attacking him front forward. You'd probably have to spin and hit him or dodge and hit him and stuff like that. Because like obviously the thing's gonna hit you before you can hit him. Like, mm. but like more so in a ganking situation, if your friend gets pinned and he's running with him, you could just hit him and he'll stop instantly. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? So. Uh, so you could run for quite a bit with that as well. You could go constantly until you hit the wall. Like. Um, yeah so like that's interruptible so that's a big thing people were not happy with that either yeah so um yeah, side lights are no longer interrupted on block so you're not gonna be able to stop his chains by blocking his sides so it gives him a bit more leeway into being able to have a few more mix-ups and stuff like that that's why they want to combat the shove on block mm-hmm. um so yeah that's 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 the first thing is side light okay so th- this thing i have a bit of a problem with right so to give you a bit more information in terms of where our opinions come from Alex plays as a Valkyrie main. Okay, mm-hmm. so he's a hybrid, uh, and he has a shield and a spear. I play as an Orochi main and Shinobi at times. So I'm playing assassin characters. I have I don't have static stance. I ba- all of my movesets are based on uh, moving quickly. Um, Alex is quite agile as well. Uh, he's also got superior lights and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the main thing uh, around my character and Alex's character definitely has this as well is being able to move quickly, being agile. Um, for me in particular because I have a reflex guard which means that my guard does not stay in the direction I hold it in it deteriorates after about a second um, which makes it very very hard to block the same attack in the same direction in quick succession um, and when you have characters now that and also our guard switching is 100, is 100 milliseconds now beforehand which we're going to go into a bit later um every other static uh, static artist, uh, character which is every character apart from the assassin character has a static guard and they're to change guard as a static guard individual yeah it's 333 milliseconds so it's a lot longer than the assassin character now that gives us the ability to be able to block a lot quicker to be able to attack a lot quicker now that's all we had to be honest because assassin characters have a lower amount of he- a lower amount of health and we also do less damage um like if you get hit from a shigoki top heavy you know that's gonna absolutely mince you that'll take shinobi down to like half health probably even less now if you get shinobi's top heavy that's barely gonna make a dent in in uh, in shigoki's armor that's what i'm talking about so and um, now i understand that the bigger characters are gonna hit harder and they're gonna have more health that's understandable but to decrease their attack speed is just like I don't know what how we're supposed to combat that then because it makes it even harder for us then to block considering we're used to them like okay well before I even go into that I'm going to give you the details so you'll be able to follow me on this um, yeah so basically uh, Lawbringer's uh, side light attack opener strikes are now 500 milliseconds so that's down to 600 milliseconds 600 milliseconds are quite easy to parry 500 milliseconds um, good players really good players can parry that but for everyone else that's still difficult, especially for for a, a lawbringer. Like a lawbringer, this lad is like six foot seven. He's he's like head to toe in armor, not an inch of skin. And he's doing five hundred millisecond lights. That's not good. I don't like that. Um, his top light attack. This is not one. His top light attack goes from five hundred milliseconds to four hundred milliseconds. His top light attack is the same speed as an Orochi's side light. Now this guy is holding a two handed huge axe this like like this axe is this uh, this axe is the same size as uh as the lawbringer itself and he's holding it with two hands 
I think Pretty weighs about 50 kilos and he's swinging at the same speed as an Orochi that's a problem don't like that do not like that one bit um, we also have his top line attack opener strike range is slightly reduced so the, the, the range is slightly reduced on it which is fair enough like you can't just step back and still be hit by it um, his second top light is also 400 milliseconds uh, and his light attack finishers are now 500 milliseconds down from 600 so he's went from having 500, uh, 500 millisecond lights and 600 millisecond heavies to 400 millisecond lights and 500 millisecond heavies so he has gotten an entire 100% or 100 millisecond uh, increase in uh, speed basically and that's somewhat annoying uh, like I, I wouldn't mind the 500 milliseconds if you had to just like can condense them down to 500 milliseconds it would have been like fair enough but 400 quite excessive yeah it certainly seems that way and I guess then to kind of summarise the two arguments people who are claiming that he's been nerfed are talking about the interruptible pin and the uh, removal of the free light after the shove and then people claiming that he has been buffed are people talking about the much quicker light attacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is it is weird one because you want to obviously try and keep the game balanced, but then simultaneously it's like you also don't really want, for the sake of realism, to have this like seven-foot character swinging as fast as an Orochi. Mm. Um, I think, like, as with a lot of things in the game, if you take him independently, it all kind of makes sense. Mm. But when you take him now the new version and put him next to a rochi yeah you are literally saying to just degrade other characters by making him so good or at least so good in those specific ways that other characters are supposed to be better in like yeah no 100 percent, 100 percent. um his damage was also boosted um his top light finishers uh, are now 20 from 15 his side light finishers are now 18 from 15 his top heavy finishers are now 40 from 35 and his side heavy finishers are now 38 from 30 so I, like i don't i just don't agree with the whole thing he's being nerfed like he got his got rid of his shove on block and his, and his interruptible pin that's it like he's gotten he's got faster light attacks faster heavy attacks increased move sets and his damage is boosted and his damage is boosted quite significantly beforehand raider and uh, raider had the highest damage uh, output of a uh, of a of an attack in the game apart from like the outliers being like uh, the jumping attacks from like ledges and stuff like that and uh, and Orochi's uh, heavy deflect but then any normal attacks in the game Raider had the highest about 40 for a top heavy now Lawbringer has matched that and not only has he matched that but now his attacks are heavier are, are faster so I think that's a big problem I don't agree with he that he's being nerfed at all I think he's going to be very very powerful very annoying now um, it seems like he'll be played as more of a normal character now if that makes sense whereas kind of like in the past the rely on like the shove and the pin were kind of very different to normal attack situations mm-hmm. like and you know he wasn't like the ideal kind of character in like a 1v1 or something but yeah. in like Dominion and stuff he was really useful with being able to like remove a character from a fight with the pin or consistently shoving people allowing other teammates to get hits in as well and stuff yeah. but now he seems far more like someone you would want in like a more of a 1v1 or 2v2 situation because it's just actual standing your ground and fighting has gotten yeah. so much better like 100% 100% um, they, uh, the impaling charge the thing that pins you um, also that has been decreased from 15 damage to 10 
So it does less damage and, and it's interruptible. Now. It's interruptible, yeah. And uh, the impaling repost uh, is down from 22 to 10. So basically what's going on here is that uh, his standard mix-ups are faster and do more damage. But um, see, like the, the impaling charge thing and the impaling repost thing, which is the flip of your head yoke, um, they were kind of seen as punishes. So like you could easily kill someone by just flipping them over your head and then just swiping a heavy on them and stuff like that. So I think the point that I was kind of to decrease the amount of punishment you'd get from that. I don't think you can actually properly kill someone from that now. So there's that. I suppose it's somewhat of a balancing thing, but I'm not too sure. That was kind of, at least for, for my experience, that was somewhat rarely used hmm. over the head thing. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, it, it, certainly not as much as the pin and the. Yeah, it was used sometimes in Dominion though, and hmm. um, so it's nice to, because like you flipped over your if you if you were flipped over his head in Dominion and you had your teammates around you like your man's dead anyway like you know what I mean. It's the same with kind of Valkyrie's kind of like a leg sweep thing though as well, hmm. whereby like in a one v one most decent characters will dodge it or something. Yeah. But in Dominion, if you, if they're trying to deal with the parries and the blocks, you in general you can get like two hits directly into a leg sweep, and now your whole team is battering this poor lad on the ground like yeah no 100% 100% um, his zone attack is now down from 900 seconds to 700 milliseconds so that's a 200 second uh, reduction um, and it has a his zone attack now has a 200 millisecond parry window from 400 milliseconds so it's even harder to parry it's harder to parry and it's faster so um, yeah that's that's, that's right. I, don't, I don't see the reason to make it harder to parry if it's already faster like it's uh it's now unblockable. Uh, re- reduced damage though from twenty from twenty five to twenty two has increased knockback knockback and uh, yeah, hit reaction causes now medium uh, which was heavy. Um, this prevents zone attack into guard break from from uh, from failing. Okay, so that's that's lawbringer anyway. Uh, that's that's that was painful. Um, and we're gonna go talk about raider now. Raider, raider. Raider as a character, I feel as though like everyone, a lot of high level players felt as though Raider was not that powerful because his mix ups, uh, were somewhat predictable. I didn't find that. I found that he was a good character to play as. Like a, a bad Raider could be beaten easily, but a difficult Raider. I, I've I've played. I'm I'm a uh, I'm a rep seventeen at the moment. I'm a rep ten Orochi. I've played. Uh, I've not. I'm not. I don't have an incredible amount of experience in the game, but I've played at somewhat of a high level. Um, playing at some uh, some raiders and stuff like that, and like their mix-ups can be quite complicated and hard to predict. And a lot of times, a lot of you get they're very aggressive and kind of put a lot of pressure into you, put you into a corner, um, and stuff like that. Um, but apparently at high level, his mix-ups are they just know their mix-ups inside out whenever he uses the parry and stuff like that. Um, so like that's fair enough. But like, it's hard, it's uh, if it's not that good at a high level and they improved it just for the high level, it makes the lower level even harder to deal with. So, yeah. um. So they improved his, exi- his existing combat uh, initiation tools. Um, and they... Let me see, let me see, let me see. Chains. Oh, yeah. So they added new chains. So uh, another light, light, heavy, uh, light, heavy, heavy, and heavy, light, light. And... Uh, oh, yeah. This is the big one. So his light attack opener strikes are now 500 milliseconds down from 600 milliseconds. Now, I found, I found it difficult to, to, to parry his 600 millisecond lights. Now, maybe that's just me, but 500 milliseconds now was qu- quite difficult. Um... Second light attack strikes are now 500 milliseconds. And the side light finisher is now 500 milliseconds. So all three strikes have went down 100 milliseconds. So they're all going to be faster now. So it's going to take a bit of getting used to, but also like if it was hard back then, it's going to be difficult now. And like again, this is all to combat experienced players because 
at one end of the spectrum you just have people that have been playing the games that came out and they're finding they're parrying 400 millisecond lights so like we gotta we gotta fucking speed everything else up um, but for casual players this is quite difficult this is quite difficult it's kind of a hard thing to balance from a developer perspective though as well because it's like you simultaneously want the game to stay competitive and good for the people who are playing but then it's like if you just keep continuously increasing the speed across the board because the better players are getting better and better mm-hmm. you make it more inaccessible and harder for the people who aren't pro which eventually becomes if you want this game to be balanced then get good yeah no, 100% 100% um, his second heavy attack strikes now have uninterruptible stance oh god I uh, hate uninterruptible stances so uh, much so that's hyper armor uh, heavy uh, heavy finisher strikes now have un- uninterruptible stances oh my god all heavy attack uh, this is the one I love most all heavy attacks can be soft fainted into the guard break oh no so he can he can heavy attack from any direction and then go into guard break you now this is to take into account as well he can also guard break you when you're dodging so or when he's dodging one of those sorry um, my information is failing me at the moment but um yeah, so soft fainting, soft fainting into a guard break from a heavy is going to be incredibly annoying because you have two, op- you have three options. But does that mean that he can he soft heavy from like you know like his uh, his unblockable zone attack? Uh, or is that a zone attack or is that as heavy? I think it's a zone attack. <coughs> oh, my speaker just turned off. But I think I think it's a zone attack. So so he can't soft faint that into a. Uh, to my knowledge, I don't think so. But his top uh, top left and right heavies can all be soft fainted. So that so that means you can try and parry it. If you like, basically, if you try and dodge that, you're gonna be guard broken probably. Right. Um. So it leaves you to try and parry it, and like again, that can leave you open to be trying to be guard broken. If he does it early enough, like. Say, and if you try and block it, it'll go through your block because uh. it's because uh, it's uh, it's got hyper armor. Uh. Alright, I won't go through your block. Sorry. So raid seems ridiculous now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's yeah. So also. Okay, so his increased uh, increased the second side heavy attack damage to thirty five from thirty, and uh, increased second top heavy attack damage to forty from thirty five. Whoa, that's pretty insane. Um, increased side light finishers damage to eighteen from fifteen. Increased top light finisher damage from twenty two uh, to twenty two from fifteen. Increased side heavy finishers damage to forty from thirty. Jesus, increased top heavy finisher damage to forty eight from thirty. To four, so that's an 18 damage increase that's the highest in the game I think at this point now you already had the highest in the game and they just made it even bigger so he's better in every way yeah and increased reaping charge damage to 35 from 25 but hold on is reaping charge when he picks you up yeah they've increased that damage yeah um, like when he knees you in the head is reaping charge is rush uh, I'm not too sure if reaping charge is rush now okay Um. But that in itself, anyway, is 35 to 25. Because I know his, his charge is now interruptible. So that does that, I suppose. Uh, also, a stun, stunning tap, which, which is when he hits you with the pommel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is now 500 milliseconds instead of 600. So it's fast. This is like the days is fast. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the uh, stunning tap now have variable timing on zone attacks, just like in heavy attacks. Oh, Christ. What does that mean? Uh, it means you can uh, uh, change the uh, speed of it. Uh, delay it? Like- yeah, delay it. So that's fun uh, zone attack is now on the left stance to differentiate from the raider's fury uh, decreased stamina cost to 50 from 60 for a zone attack Aww. Uh, can now soft feint oh he can soft he can soft feint his, uh, his uh, he can soft feint his uh, zone attack into a guard break oh so he can yeah so that, I hate when characters do that like even if they don't have like the proper soft feint even if they just feint the zone attack and then 
and the next move going through a guard break I hate it the fact that he can do both in like the same move is very scary yeah stampede charge can now be interruptible okay that's fair enough um was, okay so that's Raider sorted um I can't wait to actually play these updates I don't think they come out until May 2nd um so we still have some time to uh play against a normal Raider and Lawbreaker before that comes upon us get some uh, wins in yeah definitely but uh so okay so now we have a few more updates in regards to the game itself to make it a bit more um to make it a bit easier for people to navigate menus and stuff like that they have the dynamic rewards thing now i, I watched a video on this um the other day i don't think it's it's that it's that much of a significant dif- difference but i know that the community has been asking about it for a while um uh, dynamic rewards were activated for all game modes except rank duels so on top of the player performances uh, and the match results uh, we were also taking into consideration the time spent in the match so basically what they were doing was uh, they want, they they felt that people were spending too much time or uh, they weren't getting enough time when they um, uh, going through the rewards when the game finished and, and stuff like that so I'm pretty sure they moved that so you were able to do it in game I think um, or they're, they're trying to move towards that um, okay so um, as in like if you got stuff from the game before in the next game you could still go into the menu and like put it on or whatever yeah 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 I think you might be able to like could be wrong there but uh, they want to make it flexible Um, they also have a more balanced experience in regards to rewards for all game modes oh yeah there's also a thing of um, there's also a thing of uh, basically um people play Dominion because you get the most uh, steel from it because it's like the, the longer you spend in the game all the more steel you get and uh, people don't want to play Breach because it's so long and if you get trashed you get trashed hard and it's like Dominion's kind of the good in between stage so like they want to try and balance that out to get to play to get people to play more modes so apparently Arcade mode and Dominion are the, the game modes to give you the most steel so they, they want to try and equalise that uh, so I, I'm pretty sure we're working on a system at the moment to try and get more people to play into like tribute and elimination and skirmish and all that type of stuff I don't know if that's going to work but you know I'd, I'd like to see more people playing different game modes but at the same time I wouldn't because with a dwindling player base you kind of just want everyone focused on one or two game modes so you're always guaranteed a game you don't want to be like oh play tribute and play skirmish and we'll give you some extra awards and now you just have the player base split along yeah. four different game modes it's even hard to find a game um, we won't, we won't even talk about the arcade mode rewards uh, because well we don't have that the majority of players don't really have it either but uh, probably to bring in new rewards for that and stuff like that um, I haven't played it myself uh, looks like a bit of fun uh, just wasn't really uh, into uh, dishing out a 30 euro for the uh, the expansion right so uh, let's talk about the new map they're bringing out a new map okay it's called Canopy um, the way, best way I can describe it is like a jungle with uh, like a like Amazon rainforest load of um, uh, bridges going across from like tree like tree like tree house tree um what's the best way to describe it uh like uh, buildings really really high up uh, wooden structures really really high up connected by like a load of uh, uh wooden bridges and stuff like that connected okay. with these load of different areas and stuff like that looks interesting looks very nice um I think it's only gonna be playable though in uh, skirmish elimination tribute uh, and you are a skirmish elimination um, jewels and brawls so we're not going to have a different dominion which is kind of a bit of annoying because most people play dominion yeah um, it's like it's a nice game mode but it's like the, the reason they're doing it is trying to get more people to play uh, tribute and elimination but it's just like 
yeah like that's great you get people to play that game mode for a for about a week and they just have a useless map where you could just put it onto the, the unreal one like you know what i mean and um, i don't really know where their motivations lie with that they kind of just should really be going all in i think on on like uh one game mode but um yeah that's basically the uh oh yeah so the hood the, the hood as well has been uh, updated a number of ways to improve fighter uh visibility and reduce situations where the hood gets in the way of gameplay revenge is also being nerfed um let me see i'll try and get down to that uh towards the end um yeah a lot of customization new options if you want to go and have if you want to go have a look at the actual um at the actual patch notes i'll put the link in the description and you can take a look at that for yourselves a lot of nitty-gritty information i'm not really going to cover at this point in time because you know there's just a lot of kind of like little small things that aren't even really uh, worth talking about um yeah revenge getting nerfed anyway revenge has been nerfed previously like it's it's a it, 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 it's very difficult to uh for the game to know if you're being ganked or not by and by how many people so it's like sometimes you just have people that keep getting revenge again and again and again by doing like you know three-way parries or like you know just blocking like t uh, three or four like if you have a uh, if you have an orochi ver uh, if you're if you are on your own and you're against an orochi and like say an abu or a um, shinobi two assassins strike very very quick they, there's only two of them there but they're gonna be striking very quick so you're blocking all those attacks it might think that there's like four people around you and you get mm. revenge very very quickly so um they're nerfing that again i don't know how exactly gonna, they're gonna do it but um, i'm hoping it kind of equalizes a bit more and um we're also going to talk about uh, last thing we're going to talk about here is the new hero sakura uh and sick trailer sick trailer sick trailer so we also have you seen the male version no Hikari, Hikari, or something like that. Yeah, there's some Hickory lore. Dickory dot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's some, actually some lore behind that. Actually, the lore is pretty interesting. Um, it. Uh, She's like voodoo dolls or something, does she not? Yeah, they're executioners, and uh, they're executioners that have lost that have lost faith in humanity. So uh, basically, uh, these are actually real people. Um, basically, like they were executioners, and then they. Uh, lost all kind of uh if they lost all faith in humanity and then just completely exiled themselves because they're like like this isn't like what is this like you know what i mean i'm pretty sure the hikatori was actually a real individual who uh um the, he executed the lord uh whatever that translates to into uh in like old japanese uh culture and whatnot um their lord anyway you had to execute him and he kind of after that he uh he lost all faith in humanity and they're supposed to be like the uh representation of death and nothingness that's why they wear a mask there is no person behind them they're just the hikatori like you know what i mean um so after he did that apparently he left and exiled himself because he felt that humanity is just like gone like um that's kind of where they stem from it's kind of like the bringer of death and stuff kind of some somewhat of a harbinger but um yeah interesting design they're supposed to be fast but also kind of a heavy have some nice attacks they don't really have any new uh, moves that we haven't really seen before you know they, they incorporate different movesets that we've seen throughout a few characters i'm pretty sure they have a kick and they have a good few unblockables they focus a lot on executions obviously that's where their lore comes from they give a lot of health and stuff and um, to their teammates uh, from their feats and um, so you will have the male and female version Um, the axe looks pretty fucking cool Um, the cloth design so the emblems and stuff like that are gonna look pretty sick um, I'm interested to see like what the balancing is going to be like when she comes out, um, and if they're going to rework her straight away. Um, there was a, there was a live stream recently that For Honor had going where they were like showing her like in action and stuff in like a game in like a yeah. game of Dominion and stuff, and uh, 
it was it was it was interesting uh interesting kind of like to see like how she played like so i mean like even when i wasn't playing whenever someone was like in guard stance against her it was very weird seeing a brand new character like you know what i mean yeah what you mean yeah no it's interesting all right um i'm both for it to come out anyway um samurai character and then there's gonna be a new viking one fairly soon and um, then i wonder where they're gonna go from there i'm really hoping they go and take a run through all of the old characters again mm. like they've they've reworked they've been trying to rework uh They've been talking about reworking Lawbringer and Raider for a long time. And they finally got around to doing that. So I'm hoping they kind of give all the other characters a good hour run through. Um like you have your uh, you have your Vortiger. That's he's getting he he's also getting uh getting a uh, rework. They're also uh well he's not getting a rework, he's getting a somewhat of a nerf. They're slowing down his recovery time on his uh his shield bash. Is that the thing where it goes on the side? I think so, yeah. Oh my god, that needs to be done so much because that's all they do, like that's all their chains. Mm. So uh, that's going to uh, that's getting his recovery time is going to be elongated for that. So does that? So you're gonna have Vortiker uh, uh, tuned, and then you're gonna have this new character, and hopefully they'll tune they'll tune him or her uh, fairly quickly. You have uh, then we're gonna bring out the new Viking hero. We're gonna get him sorted. We have Raider and Lawbringer sorted, and after that, I'm hoping I'm gonna do a whole run through of all the characters again. Because uh, I'd love to see, you know, uh, oh yeah, something I had I hadn't mentioned, uh, or I mentioned briefly, but I wanted to bring it back up again was the whole guard, uh, the guard changes thing. So static guard uh, heroes, which is like every single one except for assassins, um, their uh, guard uh, guard change uh, time is down from three hundred and thirty three milliseconds to so hundred milliseconds. So uh, that means they're gonna be able to block very very quickly, and they're gonna be able to strike from different angles again quite quickly. Um, which is a bit annoying for me because I'm an Oro- I'm an Orochi I'm an assassin I want to be able to move quick I want to be able to move quicker than my opponents but if they can block now if they can block a lot faster and they can strike a lot faster that's not really any good to me. Um, the only thing I could see counteracting uh, that would be to change our reflex stance to a static guard but they said they'd never do that. Um, so that's a bit annoying. I don't really know. I I want to see like to be honest with you. If uh, I know I've, I've I've talked to Alex about this before, but like I'd love to see the Orochi adapted from the campaign. You're like Yorochi is the only character in the campaign that is nothing like fucking what he is what he's like in the campaign. Like um I saw something on Reddit there and it was like uh the best uh the best customization for Orochi and it was a screenshot from the lad actually in the campaign. I was like that 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 well should be an outfit you should be able to get where he's like he's got the bandana covering half of his face and like he's got all the he's like uh, he's got it ripped off uh he's got his cloth ripped off in his arms he's got these massive tattoos going down he looks mm. sick like and like he also had this uh head kick as well in the, in the thing and uh did these like really 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 powerful sweeping attacks and stuff and i'm like i want to see that implemented for orochi i want like, he needs to have an opener like give him the kick or something i don't care if it's like like give him the kick after his own attack or something like something stupid but at least ha- have it there that's accessible like or even if it was after a second uh guard break i don't know what it is but like give us something um yeah that would be nice um and like sort something out with the reflex guard um like if, if we're not faster like we need to meet something like because we need to combat it somehow but uh, i'll be interested to see if this is going to mean that a lot more people are going to start blocking orochi a lot quicker because if you start blocking his attacks his light attacks there's very little you can do but um yeah anything about that alex no i think you uh you covered all that quite well um it will be interesting to see what this update brings. Maybe we can do like a, an update video to uh, or podcast, I should say, to this um, after we actually play some of it and kind of see what predictions we sort of thought would come true, how much Orochi's actually changed, how good Raider actually is, and is Lawbringer truly nerfed? That's very, yeah, no, that'd be very interesting. Um, 
seeing as though I gave my uh, two cents there on uh, Orochi being buffed, any any thoughts on Valkyrie? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think I think as anyone playing as any character with a static guard, being able to move your block faster is going to be unbelievable. Um, a lot of the times when I've been like one v one you or whatever, say you was roaching me as Valkyrie, the amount of times where I've given out where I just feel like I have blocked in the right direction but just didn't happen. Mm. Um, <clears throat> or uh, like the amount of times where like it would be so nice after like a dodge to be able to like do a top like a top heavy quicker or you know like even if it still takes as long as a top heavy to start it quicker would be a lot nicer and stuff so i'm quite happy to see that but i do feel your pain being an orochi um with that situation but um to be honest, i'm not too sure how they're really gonna gonna fix that like there's no immediate kind of simple solution that comes to mind that i think they're overlooking yeah. i think the only way to properly tune this game and it's a very difficult game to tune but i think that you just need to have an ideology of what you want every class to look like yeah. then work within those rules and make sure that those rules work well with everything else at the high and low level like of course of course right so i think that's uh, i think that's the first podcast i think that's a wrap ladies and gentlemen um yeah so like listen like we're, we're working a uh, podcast to podcast here i hope i didn't leave out any valuable information if any of you want to uh want to talk about anything make sure to leave it down in the, in the comments below uh, tell us if you enjoyed the podcast uh please like and subscribe and we will see you guys in the next podcast